And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. It's not about me I'm only here for a minute And I know that I can't fix it I can help even just a little bit Won't you let me try Hello, welcome to our Lives and Powers. This is Scott Powers, joined by Mark Lazarus. We are... You're you're at home. I'm at home. We're yeah. We're we're back. Um, I'm in I'm in my little office here. You know, my my daughters they they they've been sharing a room for most of their lives. And just a few like about a month ago, my older daughter said she wanted her own room, which fine, that's reasonable. She's almost 11 years old. So we moved her into the guest room, which means the guest room stuff, which is like the video game area, got moved into this little extra room we have, which isn't really a bedroom, doesn't have a closet, but it could be used as a bedroom. So now it's kind of like a playroom slash office slash video game room, and. Since it's become the video game room, we've kept it nice and clean, like really clean. I've been proud of the girls. I came up today to just about three minutes ago to sit here. I am sitting in, I believe, wet paint on my office chair I've had <laughs> since I was 21 years old. Uh, there was just paint all over this desk. This new laptop I have is probably covered in it. The floor, you can barely see the floor. The lamp is overturned and on the ground. I mean, it looks like a hurricane was swept through here. And uh, in an hour and a half, when uh, I go pick up the girls from school, uh, they're going to do this before they do their homework. I can tell you that. <laughs> so what happened? I don't know. They must have been up here last night. They were playing. It's it's always nice when they play together. They're three and a half years apart. Sometimes <laughs> they love each other. Sometimes they hate each other. And they were playing really well. So like, when, when they're playing together, I kind of like leave them alone. Hey, they're having yeah. fun together. That's that's great. That's wonderful. But uh, I probably should have looked before I uh, uh to go to bed. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um. So the uh, you you went to the All Star game. Um. I was just we we've had, we had one hockey game in the last few weeks, and we we missed last yeah, week's podcast. That's why we, we haven't podcasted fun. very often since then too. It's like what is there the to bye say week in the All Star game? And uh, do you get any sun? Uh, not much because uh the uh every hotel. The thing about South Florida is it's so far flung, right? Like the Panthers play in Sunrise, which is like in the middle of absolute nowhere like 20 miles inland and all the festivities were on the beach, which is 45 minutes away because of all the uh, beach traffic and all the hotels are like $500 a night. So I was staying at the airport Marriott, which is actually very nice in Fort Lauderdale. So I did not get a lot of sun actually, which is uh, it was warm. It was nice. I'm not going to complain. It rained the last couple of days, but it was fine. Yeah. But, uh, but no long answer to a stupid question. No, I did not get much sun. <laughs> um. It's it's what it today is Thursday and within the last hour we finally had some 
some trade movement. Uh, Tarasenko going to the Rangers. What, what was? That? I didn't even see what the return was. I, I... Uh, it's a conditional first round pick. It's the later of the two first round picks because the Rangers had two from the, uh, I believe, the Lundqvist trade. They got they had a first yeah. round pick from, and I think Sammy Blay went back to St. Louis, and there's like a fourth round pick in there. But it's 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 a modest return. It's it's going to be a late first round pick. Like if 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 you're expecting. The Blackhawks to get the world for guys like Kane or Taves just because they're Kane or Taves. This should be a reminder that you're not. What, what was the condition? Do you know or what? Uh, the condition I think is on the. I think I read somewhere that the fourth round pick becomes a third round pick if the Rangers make the playoffs. Okay. And the condition is that it's going to be the for the first round pick is just that it's the later of the two, oh, the worst of the two. I got so, you. Okay. It's going to be you know Dallas is one <laughs> of the best teams in the league, so you're looking at like a late twenties at best. Interesting. So that, that probably eliminates the Rangers from the King conversation, I would think, right? Not entirely. Like they still have a little bit of room and, you know, the Blackhawks could, you know, they're going to retain half the salary and you could always get a third team involved. Uh, the, the Rangers do have another first round pick. Uh, it'd be interesting because, you know, they got Tarasenko because I, I believe he's tight with uh, Panarin. That's part of the appeal. So if you bring in Kane, who plays the same position as Panarin, you can't have all three of them on one line because <laughs> none of them's a center. Yeah. Uh, so it 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 seems to eliminate the Rangers. And Arthur Staple, our 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 excellent Rangers writer, uh, had said multiple times over the last month or so that the Rangers were really wary about Kane's uh, supposed hip injury and that he might be damaged goods, and that they were looking elsewhere. And you know, Timo Meyer was an option, and Vladimir Tarasenko was an option. And, and with with the Islanders going after Horvat, you you you'd sort of assume that they're out of the mix. So there there are it's it's it's. I guess slimming list of teams that these guys, at least at least Kane goes to. Yeah, um, the Islanders, the, the Islanders seem in like a particularly desperate mode, and you know, Lula Morello is uh, in his in his last year, and he's not worrying about the future, so he'll he'll <laughs> go for broke. They're in the second year of a new arena; they got to fill that place up, so they're not thinking about a rebuild or anything like that. Um, in theory, they could make it work too, but they don't have a first round pick now. Their first round pick is protected top twelve this year, so it's potentially it's either going to be this year they don't have one or next year they don't have one even. So, I mean, you you risk a lot if you're trying to get something soon for Kane by taking a very conditional first-round pick potentially from the Islanders. Uh, there's Yeah, I mean, that's, those are two big potential destinations. You know, the Rangers were an obvious one from the start. Uh, I thought the Islanders were a real dark horse because of Kane's affinity for Matt Barzell. But the Islanders are in a tough situation right now where they're they have long odds to even make the playoffs. So that might not appeal to Kane either. Um, so now you're left with, you know, Carolina potentially because of the Max Pacioretty injury. There's there's not a lot of obvious destinations anymore. Yeah. Uh, I, I heard Dallas that might the other to. day, but I don't, you know, like Dallas is kind of right up against it with the cap and I don't know how that really works. And um, yeah, I don't, I, I messaged our, our Dallas writer, but he didn't respond to me the other day. So <laughs> Come on, Sod. Sod. <laughs> I need to circle back. That, that, that's all the athletic Slack channel is right now is beat writers asking other beat writers if they can fit this guy under the cap somehow. That's like all that's like for the next four weeks. That's all we're doing is, hey, so and so, would you be able to fit so and so under the cap? And then it's like, I don't know, maybe potentially if we got rid of this guy. And yeah, we're all just throwing hypotheticals around at this point. I, I guess this is, this is the challenge too. If Kane and Taves are going to take this up to the deadline or, or near yeah. the deadline, that it's other teams aren't sitting back and waiting and, um, and there are, I mean, there are concerns with both players. Not, you know, I mean, Taves has missed some time with the flu, but overall, I, I think players are just, uh, you know, Taves doesn't, he's, he's not, he's not being brought in to be a top six guy. So I, I think he's looked at differently. Kane, it's, um, 
you know, like if Kane, you're bringing Kane in, you you obviously want him to play a large role, but there there are concerns over um you know his injury issues and um you know he was asked about that on uh, Monday and you know he he's he's downplaying it and he he certainly looked good Tuesday and and he had a whole week off and but but then he also took a maintenance day and I think he's managing his he's body. also having the worst year of his career. There's no two ways around that. No, that for sure. Help. No, no, and and yeah, I, I, I if you're a contender right now, Patrick Kane is one of the great clutch players of our time. There's no doubt about that. But Timo Meyer might be a more attractive player right oh, now. Oh no, for sure. Yeah. Year. yeah, no, I, I yeah, I, I just I, I still think I, I don't think every every GM I and everyone who I've talked to is, is hasn't like been no one thinks that Kane's like over the hill or Kane's like un- incapable. I think I think a lot of them put it within the context of the Blackhawk situation and who he's been playing with. So I, I think that the fact that Kane doesn't necessarily need the um to be some you know like like his speed isn't his like his greatest attribute or um and, and certainly yeah I mean he he's he certainly had a, t- a tough year but it feels like a lot of it's with his vision and his passing that you're not having him lift, you know, kind of carry a line as much. Like you're bringing him to be a complimentary piece to one of your other stars. And, and so, yeah, it feels a little bit different where I think um, if Kane's game was different, I, I think there'd be more concerns. And um, I, I think the biggest concern is just whether he, you know, whether he can play through the grind of the playoffs and, and um, you know, if, if, you know, you're bringing him on board and you're looking to make a cup run and can he, um, yeah, can he play, you know, 20 games or whatever it takes to, you know, to do that. It's tough because, you know, you know, the NHL trade deadline tends to pick up about a week beforehand, but now you've had two of the bigger pieces, Bo Horvat and Vladimir Tarasenko, come off the board, you know, a month ahead of time, you know, six weeks ahead of time in Horvat's case. That's a, that's early. So now, you know, you start to wonder, do Kane and Taves, do they start getting more pressure from the Hawks to make a damn decision already? Because, you know, they're, they're missing out. Like right now, the Blackhawks cannot trade Patrick Kane or Jonathan Taves. They do not have permission from the players who have all the control, the no movement clauses here. And you start to wonder if fans get frustrated with them, if the team gets frustrated with them. This is an unusually early start to trade season for the NHL, which is usually takes a little bit for the catch-up to get moving. Um, and I, I I wonder how that affects it. Because, you know, you know, Pierre Lebrun reported that, uh, you know, Pat Brisson, the agent for both Kane and Taze, something's going to happen relatively soon. Well, you know what? Things got to move here. Yeah. You know, if, if they're going to stay, let the Blackhawks know. If they're going to go... Give them time to make a proper deal. Like seven to ten days is kind of what Brisson told Pierre Lebrun. I'm not sure that's enough time right now. Yeah. And this changes the calculus there, where you might have to do this quicker. And you know, maybe they maybe they're staying. It's entirely possible they're staying. I think you know people that assume that they're already have one foot out the door are way off base here. I, I genuinely think they are conflicted and still trying to make that decision. But you got to make that decision because it's affecting yeah. the Blackhawks' ability to get return. I had heard from what I had heard the, the Blackhawks thought the conversation would happen around the 15th, sort of the middle of the month. And and and, and it's been pushed back a little bit further where it, it was sort of around the All-Star game and things have moved. And, and but yeah, these trades change everything like it. It has to happen sooner and later. I, I I think it came. I still you know, I, I wrote it, you know, yesterday. I and, you know, certainly we're trying to read into everything. But everything that I sense is that he he's going to ask to be traded. Like if there's something Boy, some of those quotes sure felt like uh you know, a guy who's, who's on his way out, didn't they? Yeah. I just, yeah, I, I, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I, I, everything I sense is that he's, this season hasn't been enjoyable. And, and it's funny that, you know, playing with Jason Dickinson is probably playing, you know, Kane's playing his best. <laughs> he, he's he got a four game point streak, which right now, which is the longest of the season, which was, which was surprising when I looked into it. But um, 
Can you imagine if Patrick Kane had a, a true great center at any point in his career post Jonathan Taves, the numbers he might have put up? Think of who he is, you know, Artem Anisimov and Michael Hanzus and, you know, Brad Richards way up well past this. The guys that he's carried to great seasons. It's incredible. It, it, it's, it's, it's challenging. Jason though. Dickinson. Like, yeah. Like you need like the perfect role player center. Like Anisimov was perfect because he did everything that those, those yeah. two needed. Because you, you usually centers are, and I actually talked to Dickinson about it today. It's like, you know, like you, you have to like not want the puck as much. Right. right. Like, you you got to let Kane, Kane, Kane's like the center, but he's just doing it up the yeah. way. And, and the fact that, I mean, Panarin's also needs someone who needs the puck. So I, I, I mean, that line was the best line in hockey, but possibly, you know, like it was, um, it was so good. And, and it, at some point, you know, at one point I thought that Saad Taves Hosa line was, was, was one of the top lines in hockey too. And that was yeah. because only certain guys needed the puck too at certain times. Right. Like there's, um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like Anisimov was, yeah, like he's obviously not all. But I'm center, just saying but... he's not like it's he's not like some elite playmaking center. He's just a guy who was. But I wonder, I wonder, it, you you need the right center because maybe the wrong, like you bring in a star center and maybe it breaks up that that chemistry too or a way that you know, like Kane needs the puck. The, the... I, I I must have asked that question to fifty thousand players over the years. Uh, is it difficult to play with Patrick Kane because he's not like your average winger? And they all say yes, and then they go into the, all the reasons why. It's like. He's gone through so many line mates, so many centers over the years, and they all say the same thing. You have to adjust to playing with him, and it's true. Maybe if you put him with Matt Barzell, it's a problem. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it, I guess it depends on who that winger is or, you know, like it's – I mean, I, I think like I, Kane certainly came this season expecting him and Anna Thissou and Domi to have success, and they, they've been underwhelming, you know. And Domi's and, had a good year. He just hasn't yeah. – it's when he's with Kane, he's struggled almost. Yeah, he's been yeah. better without Kane. Yeah, no, it's, it's and that's one of the reasons Domi wanted to come here is they told him he'd be playing with Patrick Kane. <laughs> it's funny, it's uh, just it's just he's a tough guy to work with because yeah, he's I mean, honestly, so, the, he's so singular. The lines have been really good right now, and it'll be. Um, I mean, last time, I mean, Taze played on the third line last time he was healthy, wasn't he? It was, yeah, so yeah, I mean, that's probably what he yeah, Dickinson, Domi, uh, Taves, yeah, yeah, I mean, he's probably what he's coming back to too. So, uh, the, the update today was that Taves was uh, it was in the gym working out and um, over his fluish symptoms um so it's uh you know richardson expected him to be out both of these next two games and um which would mean that he potentially can only play three more home games before the deadline and even now that's that's i think that's asking a lot because you you have you you have this home game on friday and then you have a big road trip and it's not like these other home games are really close like there's um i don't know like i wouldn't put it say that there's a hundred percent chance the Blackhawks have another home game yeah. with Kane and Taves after Friday. It's wild to think about, isn't it? It's, it's yeah. entirely conceivable. They both played their last game in Chicago. And, you know, we had uh, that, that beat right around table with Danny Wirtz and Jamie Faulkner uh, earlier in the week on Monday. And they said like, it's important to them to do right by them. Like if they decide they want to leave, they want to be able to give the fans a chance to say farewell. And just because of this, the, the ever-changing dynamics of a trade deadline and, and Kane getting uh, and uh, Taves getting sick, like it, it's entirely possible that you can't do that. It's yeah. just the nature of the business. You can't set up, you know, if they both decide to stay and that they're going to seek free agency, then you could do a big farewell at the end of April. Like that's entirely doable. But it's really hard to plan for that at the trade deadline because they could get traded today. They could not get traded at all. Like we just don't know. Put yourself in their shoes a little bit. I, I I guess if you're looking at that, you're going to go to free agency. I don't see a reason other than having a, a proper farewell of why to stick around. You know, like this this could be one of your best shots of making to yeah. another Stanley Cup. Like you you get to decide where you go in a lot of ways, and you kind of 
Um, you do in free agency, but th- then you're playing through a whole season, and there's so many different variables where you've already selected a team that who could be, you know, if, if Colorado really wants Taves, um, I, I think would, it would be hard to say no, right? Like, you, you know that they're going to, you know, potentially come out of the West again, and, you know, just how good that team is. And um, I, and for Kane, too, just, you know, you, you sort of get to pick who your line mates are and yeah, I don't know. There, there's just some, so many variables that if you don't see a future with the Blackhawks beyond the season, that I I think that it'd be too tempting not to, yeah, ride it out the rest of the season with a team that has a chance to win a cup. Well, yeah, I think if they choose to stay at the trade deadline, it's because either they want to stay forever, or they just really don't know. Yeah. Because if they have any leaning toward, I think I'm done here at this summer, then you're right. It's a hundred. Like, why wouldn't you just leave now? You know, other than the fact that I don't want to move twice in four months. Yeah. which is a very hockey player thing that's to say, but uh, that's the only, because yeah, I mean, if, if, if they decide to not waive their no movement clauses, I think it's because they're still undecided. Uh, they don't know. And that we've talked about this a, bu- a bunch and, you know, y- we both kind of get the sense that the team's ready to move on, right? Mm-hmm. That the team is both prepared and maybe prefers not to have Kane and Taves next season. Like they'd be fine with that. Now, if Taves says, I want to stay, you have to resign him because yeah, yeah. the fan backlash would be just insane. Yeah. And it'd also be foolish because he's got he's not going to cost that much. You need to get to the cap floor. You need to sell jerseys. Like there's no yeah. reason not to bring him back. But the team seems ready to finally move on from that era. So uh it, it, it's like if if they want to come back or if, or if they're undecided or they're not sure, it raises it, it raises a lot of interesting questions for the team to handle because you know, does Kyle Davidson does Kyle Davidson have the balls to say, we don't want you back next year? Because if he says that, it might make them more willing. Like when they have their sit down, if Kyle says, frankly, we'd rather trade you than resign you, does that change their mind? Or do they say, screw it, I have all the power here. You don't get to tell me what to do. You have to resign me if I say I want to resign. I, I there's there's nothing, there's no story in the world I want more than the inside story of that meeting. And I'll yeah. never get it. I guess it's just because there's only going to be a few people in that meeting, and they're not going to say what happened. Yeah. And I, and I wonder, I, I wonder if Kane and Taves are in these meetings. Like, how much is it just Brisson and Davidson talking? You know, like it's, I, I don't know how much Kane and Taves are. You know, like how much do they actually want to talk to Davidson, or is it just Brisson's handling? You know, handling this a lot themselves. Well, I'm curious to see if, if if Kyle Davidson is on this upcoming Eastern Canada trip. Uh, it's Winnipeg and then Toronto uh, or, or Montreal, Toronto, Ottawa. If Davidson's on that trip. They have to have that meeting at some point, right, during the week. Because then you're, you're into mid-February already and you're you're both available. Nobody's anything to do. Um, if he's not on the trip, then, yeah, I think that becomes a phone call with Pat Brisson. Yeah. Well, either way, I think it's a phone call with Brisson unless Brisson's also traveling and, and somehow ends up in Canada on that trip too. And, um, I mean, those are two of his most high-profile clients. So, you know, I, I think that he's probably at their at their service throughout this whole deadline. So, and maybe, yeah, maybe Brisson shows up and it's a sit-down thing. But, yeah, I, I wonder how much of, you know, like... How I much would think the- Kane and Taze would want to have that discussion because they might have questions still. They might want to say, like, well, what are you going to do this summer if we do come back or if we do stay? Uh, if you don't get Bedard, are you going to still be adding this this summer? I mean, or are you going to be tanking again? Like, I think... Kane I think so much of that is already squared away. I think so. I think the fact that they haven't had in the contract negotiations, or I, I'm sure that Brisson and Davidson have had further large, like I don't think everything was left to this minute to have like the large picture questions. Like this is more of like, do you want to do you want to play out the season here, or do you want to be traded? I don't. I don't. Yeah. I. I don't know. I. I my sense is that they've already. I mean, it seems like Taves. Whenever he's like, when he last spoke with you two, sort of knew that. 
like he knows he I think he, he put he saw that the writings on the wall sort of you know something like something like that and yeah, I don't know I, I think I don't know I still think Taves is, is sticking around I don't know I I something about it like I I I I can't say this I have no this is not inside information this is just pure gut feeling on my part is Taves who I was sure was done at the beginning of the year I think he's sticking around I don't know there's something about it I feel like he is not going to get traded I don't know if that means he's here next year but I don't think he's going to get traded yeah. I just don't. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I, I guess it depends on who. But you know, like I will, I will not be surprised if he gets yeah. traded. I'm not an idiot, but I just get the sense that he is content. You know, we I've written about this. We've talked about this. I don't know if he wants to go somewhere and just be a guy. Does he want to be the third line center with no letter on his sweater for the Colorado Avalanche? Does that mean anything to him? He won't even be able to wear fucking number nineteen for God's sake. It's, I, I, I don't. I, I, it's just something about it. It's, something it's, about it. Keep coming back yeah. to just. It's really, really important to him. To, and I'm not saying it's not to Kane, but it's different with Taves. Yeah. His whole identity is kind of wrapped up yeah, in for it. Sure, yeah. yeah. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24/7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And, and I guess the other part is if Kane and Taves, I, I guess I know, if they're both traders, they're not on the same team, but there's something about the separation of the two that's yeah, just it's it's foreign. It's um, it, it'd be. I mean, they're not the Sedins, and they're not best friends. Like these are not no, guys that no. Hang out but a lot. it's everything they do. They're they're connected. Yeah, like yeah, it's... they've had matching contracts all the way. They do like each other, even if they don't like. They're not like enemies or anything like that. But they're not. You know, they're as you grow older, you you grow apart. That's just inevitable, I think. And you know, they're not like tied at the hip. They don't need to be there with each other. But, but, but it's but, interesting. But, but, yeah. And the other way, but they've also been every single contract they've done. It's yeah. it's been. It's They've always matching. had each other. It's, yeah, it's been every every step along the way. It's been there's a comfort level event. knowing the other guys there. I'm sure they and they had both have the same ads. They both have Chevy, right? Like they, yeah, they, they have they, the they, same. They they do ads together. They have the same agent together. The same contracts. I am sure they've had. They, they kind of de- demure about this, but I am sure the two of them have sat down and talked to each other about how they're each feeling and what they want to do and should they do something together. And you know, they they, they do mean a lot to each other after all these years. Yeah. No. Yeah. They're definitely. Yeah. It's. I mean. It's such a connection. It's it's, and and, and yeah, it, it'll, and and yeah, I don't. I have no idea what's going. So who else? Uh, who else? I mean, we've talked Kane and Taves to death. Sam Lafferty is a guy that when I was in Edmonton, man, everyone was talking about Sam. Hey, Sam Lafferty, what's what's his deal? Is he going to be available? Like like, and let's face it, that's the kind of guy who gets moved at the trade deadline. Yeah. He's like an energy guy in your bottom six who can kill penalties. Who's on a cheap contract? Everybody wants a Sam Lafferty. Um, he's not a young guy. He's like 27, 28. He's not like he's like part of a rebuilding team necessarily. So you can certainly trade him, 
but I, but I he's, know. he's got but he, what's what interesting are you gonna get is a fourth he, rounder for him i'm not well, gonna, that's you know. the thing it's like he he may be more valuable than next year's deadline like yeah. it's it's um the fact that he has another year on his contract i think that makes him more valuable this deadline because whoever acquires him means in, in, in a smaller sense of what you know a team acquired hagel for the cost certainty and what you have as a player and hagel's upside is obviously larger than lafferty's but with Lafferty, it's what's a 1.15. And, you know, if he's playing this well, then, you know, like that's that's a cheap bottom six option who's really going to be effective. So speed, energy, penalty killing. I mean, he's an ideal ad. Cheap as yeah, hell. I, I think I think I think a third rounder, Um, you know, like is that like, is that is that like if you're the Blackhawks, is that work? Does that do anything for you? A third rounder? I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I guess the I, it's Lafferty is probably not part of the future. Um. He's, uh, you know, like they have a lot of players like them. They feel like in the pipeline, um, they're, they're, it's still, I feel like they're asset driven. So maybe it's maybe third line can, you know, third round pick conditional or move up to a second. Are you going to find, I don't know. I, I just, I yeah. think with Lafferty, the Blackhawks also don't have to move him, you know, like, right. I, I think with Kane and Taves, they'd love to move him. Cause that's, those are your biggest, you know, like Domi and Athos use the same way. I think Lafferty's they're, they're in not indifferent, but they, yeah, they don't like, there's no pressure. Like, you come with a sort of the right package, yeah, we'll consider it. And um, yeah, I think McCabe's the same way too, where the Blackhawks, you know, McCabe's playing this well, then you can partner him with um, Kraczynski or whomever in the coming years. And um, and you have like, you have that veteran presence, but if someone's knocking at your door and giving you something that you can't pass up, I think the Blackhawks are willing to listen on anyone. But yeah, I think, I think Lafferty and McCabe guys who are, um, yeah, gonna you know maybe not part of your long term future, but who can be serviceable and you know be respectful and you know be good for your young guys. I think those are the type of guys the Blackhawks are gonna be looking for, anyways. Absolutely. I mean, that's the thing is I think everybody is available. Literally, everybody on the roster could be had. Yeah. But there's not the urgency you would think from a tanking team to get rid of some of these guys. And I think that last thing you said about being good for the young guys that's really important. Jake McCabe is the kind of guy you want in your locker room. You know, this kind of gruff veteran, you know, uh, uh, solid defender and team guy who everyone respects. That's a guy you want in your lineup if you've also got a Kevin Korchinski, if you've got some of these yeah. other young defensemen. And, he, and he's playing up. well enough. Already. Yeah. I mean, he, I mean, he's and, sticking on the Blackhawks and, you know, the, the advanced guard, the evolving hockey stuff. And, yeah. like, Dickinson's, like, he leads the Blackhawks. You know, those are guys that are, um, yeah, they're, they're just, they're, they're solid They're, they're really players. solid veteran guys yeah. that are, they're not just good on the ice. They're good in the room. And that stuff matters a lot. The team culture that you're building with a young team matters a lot. And this doesn't matter that much this year. But next year is when we get the young guy phase of the rebuild, right? That's when Reichel's going to be up. That's when Korchinski's going to be up. That's when you're really going to have that next step of the rebuild, which is when all the young guys come up. And you do need some good, you know, role models in there. And the thing about a Sam Lafferty is he's not like a big speaker. He's not like a huge respected veteran. He's he's kind of a young guy in terms of how much hockey he's actually played in the NHL. But he embodies a lot of what Luke Richardson wants out of a hockey player, right? That always going, that high motor, that high speed play, that, you know, always going for it, attack mode on penalty kill. You need guys who can exemplify the system and... You know, even if they're not out there hands-on teaching young guys, just seeing that's how I should have to play. That's yeah. how I get on this team. You do need players like that on in your lineup in order to have success. Yeah, I, I and I guess that's you know when you, when you talk about who's going to get traded, I, I have no idea. Like I, I, I don't think it's really Blackhawks... wild, right? Like we really just like what the next three and a half weeks here could just almost literally anything can happen. Yeah, and 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 certainly I think other teams become more. Um, 
yeah, the fact that Tarasenko and Horvat are gone, like it, it changes the market. And, um, you know, Kane and, and those, you know, even Domi, Anthos, Hugh, guys that who could be, um, yeah, guys that, you know, that, that you may want to find a place for. And um, it's yeah. tough. In, in some ways, they get more value because there's fewer, you know, high end, you know, forwards available yeah. on the market. But in some ways, their value is lowered because there's fewer potential destinations. This is a flat cap world. And it's increasingly difficult to trade high, you know, high salary players. And especially when Kane and Taves are like, now if they came with one team to, to, to you know, the Davidson, like it's, you got to make this trade work. And I'm sure the other teams probably aware that they're not negotiating with other teams. So like it, <laughs> it becomes a very tough. It becomes a Claude Giroux situation where, yeah. you know, the Flyers, they didn't get what they probably deserved for Claude Giroux. That's what the Blackhawks are looking at. They're not going to get what they want out of Kane or Taves. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, so yeah, it'll be. I'm, I'm sure this is something we'll be talking about for the next few weeks on you the think? podcast. Yeah, I think so. What, I, thought we're gonna start, your... I thought we were going to start breaking down the second power play unit here. Um, what, what were your <laughs> your takeaways from uh, the words to Faulkner sit down? Uh, you know what they they continue to say and do the right things. I mean, it's it's hard to argue. You know, I, you know, I, we we asked them about. Uh, um, I thought Danny Wirtz's response in particular to my question about what they're going to do for uh, Pride Night in wake of you know. Uh, the Ivan Provorov, the Rangers. Now the Islanders apparently aren't going to wear them. Um, he said, you know, we're not, you know, I asked him, what what would you do? It, first of all, he said that, you know, pride, it goes beyond one night, right? Like our outreach to, to build our fan base and to reach these underserved uh, fan base communities goes way beyond wearing jerseys on one night, which is a correct thing to say. And then he said, and I asked him, you know, what happens if one player's values don't align with the team's values? And he said, you know what, we're not going to waste energy focusing on that guy. We're going to focus on the ones that do participate. I think that's a good attitude to have. Um, you know, the the Flyers are loaded with players who are really important to the LGBT community, including like uh, Scott Lawton, their captain. Uh, and the, all the focus was on Von Provorov. And that's disappointing yeah. because, you know, the Flyers do a lot of good things in this space. And nobody paid any attention to that because Von Provorov, you know, has his views. Um, you know, between that and, you know, the way Danny Wirtz and Jamie Faulkner addressed that question was a hell of a lot better than the way Gary Bettman addressed that question when I asked him in Florida on All-Star Weekend, where he basically said, we got to tolerate intolerance, which I don't believe in. Yeah. I don't think you do have to accept that. You're a private business and you can, you know, you know, they work for you. You can tell them what fucking jersey to wear. I just, yeah. uh, you know, I, I just, I, I think there's, there has to be some sort of accountability, right? Like you right. can't pretend like this isn't happening or right. this is, this person's allowed to do this and nothing can be said. And that, and I, I didn't like how I, the flyers... I think that was the whole problem with Tortorella was that, you know, like all, instead of, yeah, I know you don't, you don't want to blast your own player, but to say that you're proud of him for standing up for his beliefs, it felt like he was taking the bullet for the team there. You know, I, I, I shit on John Tortorella a lot for a lot of reasons, but from by all accounts, he's kind of a good guy. And I think he means well in this particular space, but he was, he missed falling on his sword. Yeah, like it, he it fell was... on his sword for the team and for his player and, uh, and took a lot of flack for it. And, and yeah. it's just, you shouldn't have to be put in that position because one guy's an asshole on your team. Yeah, no, and I'm sorry. You're you're an asshole if you do that. Yeah, if no, you, for sure. You and, can't and that's, even that's all, be I, seen in a rainbow. You're a, you're an asshole. Yeah, I, I think that's all that a lot of people wanted was just that for other people to recognize that this was wrong and and not yeah. to protect the player over you know protecting. It's just cowardly because we've all said this. You know, it's, you've seen this a million times. But anyone saying, "What if a player chose not to wear the military theme jerseys on military night?" You know, what if what if he was a pacifist? What if he was a Quaker? What if he, you know, was a conscientious objector? What if he just doesn't support war? You know, he'd get 
absolutely obliterated yeah. and blackballed and Colin Kaepernick right out of the league. Yeah. But, oh, the gay people, we don't care about them. We can ignore them. We can be rude to them. Oh, for sure. It's frustrating. Yes. Um. Yeah, and I thought, you know, what they said around, you know, questions about, you know, just about the rebuild and how long it's, you know, like this could take a while. And, you know, and, and Danny Wirtz was sort of open and like, you know, there, there's definitely shortcuts. And from a business perspective, like you certainly want this to go quicker than that. But, you know, he was like, we need to do it the right way to sustain this. And I think um, if, if that's a lesson to learn about anything on the ice from the Blackhawks in the last decade is that they try to take too many shortcuts. And this yeah. is the reason why they are where they are. There were, there were many times where this could have, um, and, and there could have been a future with Kane and Taves playing in the next few years that would have made sense in a way to to, to keep the window open. And um, I, well, yeah, look at Boston, look at Los Angeles. These teams are doing it right. Look so, at Pittsburgh. I, I know the conversation on Mishkov will be a lot more challenging than than even that. But yeah, I, I think the yeah, I think the Blackhawks need to do what's best for sustained success. And 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 if you are going to um, not push Kane and Taves out the door, but certainly. You know, like you're opening the door for them to leave. Like you, um, yeah, you better not take any shortcuts because it's. Uh, I think you're already, um, you're testing the fans and and to come back and you know just the sign people or, or the draft players, um, that are the shorter path to um, yeah, to just having any kind of sort of relevance again. So, I, I I'm curious to see how that continues because the Blackhawks haven't really felt I I think the rebuild in a whole lot of ways. Um, I know the attendance is down, but I think attendance has been better than people expected. So um, I- I'm curious to see how that unravels too. And, um, and then also, you know, like they, uh, they have to say it, but there's support for Kyle Davidson and um, you know, like but Kyle they, Davidson has you know, for a first year GM, essentially he has, you know, basically carte blanche. Like they have put their full faith and credit into Kyle Davidson to do, you know, with two franchise pillars, two people that are frankly much more important to the fan base yeah. than Kyle Davidson. It's impressive that, you know, what they're, 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 you know, there's no pressure on Kyle here. He has full autonomy and authority. He doesn't have to run anything by them. They, he has the full faith of the team right now. And, you know, what he decides to do in the next month, in the next six months, is going to affect the franchise for like a decade to come. So it's, yeah. it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, as much as he did last trade trade deadline in the draft, like it's, yeah, this is Kane and, and so and far, then... so good, right? He's getting the Jason Dickinson's and the Sam Lafferty's. Like he's turning nothing into yeah. something repeatedly here. Yeah. You just, you need superstars now, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like you've, he's got, he can't, you can't GM your way into a luck in the draft lottery. You no, just, no. Like it's, uh, yeah. So and at some point, he's going to have to spend money and, you know, like he's, he's done a good job, I think, with contracts, but, it's um these contracts don't add up it's the ones that are eight nine million dollars who right. are you spending that money on so i i think yeah no certainly well plenty to write about um you are going to canada next week yeah i just feel like i just got back from canada but yeah. i'm going right back i did western and canada and i'm doing eastern canada a couple home games then i'll be on the west coast trip before the deadline so um yeah hopefully uh hopefully there'll be plenty of trade talk and we aren't just yeah, I got we got some other stuff coming. We've got, you know, we've got our player poll will be coming out soon. Oh, yeah, we've got right. I've got a big story coming out next week uh, uh that revolves around Luke Richardson and some others around the league. Uh there's there's a lot in the fire right now. A lot of irons yeah. in the fire so. beyond just us speculating about Kane and Taze, which <laughs> we'll I continue to do. We will continue to do, yes. yes, yes. Um so we will be back at this next week for Mark Lazarus. I am Scott Powers and this is Lazarus. And I know that I can't fix it. I can help even just a little bit Won't you let me try
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.